pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Another great week, in fact, and what a great beginning for President Biden. Well, <laughs> kind of. Uh, he has actually set the record in two different areas. And neither of them are particularly good for President Biden. One, of course, is the levels of illegal immigration and apprehensions at the border. An all-time record, and by a lot. And uh, the president doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, the president also uh, may not want to talk about the fact that uh, the voter interest in the midterm elections, boom, NBC News poll, it's at an all-time high. Now, is that because people are so enthusiastic they can't wait to get to the polling booth and cast their ballots to make sure that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden continue their leadership of this country? No, it's obvious when the voting interest is so high that uh, people are preparing to vote for a change. And in fact, uh, there is a new conclusion by one of uh, America's leading sources of electoral prognostication. Uh, that would uh, be the 538 and real clear politics. They're all suggesting that right now the uh, surge for Republicans is very real and that there are three crucial Senate seats that are heading in the GOP direction. Uh, that would give the GOP, according to the full balance and the full expectation, 53 Senate seats to 47 for the Democrats and for the two independents who are aligned with the Democrats. That would be Bernie Sanders and Angus King, both New England senators who maintain the title independent. I don't know because it works for them, but they're Democrats. They really are. But 53 to 47 a GOP advantage in the Senate, that is a sea change, a very big change. And uh, that's uh, where we are projected to be headed. The uh, story about the NBC News poll, uh, nearly 6 in 10 registered voters view next month's midterm elections as more important than past congressional contests according to a new NBC News poll. The uh, network, which conducted the survey in partnership with Heart Research Associates and Public Opinion Strategies, reported the poll's measure of voter interest is higher than any other time for midterm elections. Now, this would be following a pattern. The one thing about the election between Trump and Biden, I mean, you may say the choices weren't particularly appetizing. I would agree with that. But the choices between Trump and Biden, that got out more people than any election since 1908 in more than 100 years. I mean, think about that. And of course, they had fewer people coming out in 1908. It was just a higher percentage of registered voters, partially because there were no female registered voters at that time. In any event, when asked to rate uh, their level of interest in the midterm elections on a 10-point scale, in other words, if you don't care and you're not planning to vote, you could put down a zero. Boom, that's it. All right, I don't care. 
By the way, if you take that point of view, first of all, uh, I think there are very few people who do. But if you do, if this midterm election means absolutely nothing to you and you're sick of hearing about it and you don't look forward to some kind of outcome uh, coming your way on November 8th, you can give us a call, 1-800-955-1776. It's a little bit of a challenge because I think that the the overwhelming number of Americans, as the polling indicates, as my conversation indicates, as just living my life indicates and running into people, people are really jazzed, excited, uh, sometimes worried, desperate about what this election will bring and what it means. In any event, when asked to rate their level of interest in the midterms on a 10-point scale, 63% of respondents gave the highest possible rating. Okay, that's incredible. We've never had anything like that. The highest possible rating, all 10, only 9% provided ratings in the lower half of the scale. In other words, if you're rated 1, 2, 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, uh, then you're only 9% of the public. With the election now days away, the new poll reports The Hill also reflects an increased interest from recent months. 57% of respondents in the new poll said this year's elections are more important than past congressional elections. That's a five-point gain from when pollsters asked the question prior to the 2018 contest. The 2018 contest, in the middle of the Trump administration, Republicans got wiped out. Well... They lost control of the, of the House of Representatives. They lost more than 40 seats. It was a bad year for Republicans, but there was a lot of enthusiasm. There's a lot of enthusiasm today and probably for the same reason. People want to change. The, the fact is that if you look back historically on this kind of polling, what it indicates is very bad news for the incumbent party because the reason people are excited is because they are expecting something very different from Washington, D.C. Just 6% of all voters said that uh, this year's contests are less important, while 37% placed an equal importance on past elections. In other words, what you have here is nearly two-thirds of people say this is more important than prior midterm elections. Uh, similar to other polling, the NBC News survey found the economy clocked in as the top issues among voters. Well, of course it did. With people experiencing inflation, being hit by inflation, looking at interest rates. I mean, there are Americans, if you talk about the number of Americans who are either looking for a new home or themselves or are related somehow to people who are looking for a new home it's a lot of people and you are feeling uh if you want to buy a car and particularly after the pandemic coming down uh, car sales have gone up people want to buy a car but right now the the absolutely great zero percent interest or or one percent interest that you used to be able to get on an auto loan forget about it uh, democrats are hoping other issues ranked prominently by voters in the new poll like threats to democracy and abortion 
will outweigh those economic concerns. See, if Democrats assume that the only people who care about threats to democracy are Democrats and are talking about January 6th, there are a bunch of Republicans, too, who think that uh, voter fraud or unreliable elections or big mass media control of the messages that you get politically, that all of those are threats to democracy as well. I think that the country is probably evenly divided or close to it in terms of what threatens democracy most. The poll was conducted among uh, 1,000 registered voters between October 14th and October 18th. There's also reason to believe that since October 18th, which is not that long ago, but it's almost a week, that uh, basically there has been further energy and uh, further uh, enthusiasm on the Republican side. A new forecast officially from uh, 538 and, uh, and, and elsewhere is showing three states that the Democrats must hold going toward the GOP. This is for the control of the U.S. Senate. Which three states? We'll tell you coming up on the Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. That's 1-800-955-1776. And on the Michael Medved Show, uh, Newsweek has a police on the uh, the worst places to survive a nuclear war in in the US uh, just uh, in case you're expecting any kind of nuclear strike by Russia or North Korea or Iran if they develop uh, their capacity uh, what would be the worst place to be in the country they uh, they don't give a very satisfying answer, but then again, how do you give a satisfying answer? They had done a previous article about the best places to survive a nuclear war, which actually I think had might spark even more public interest. Uh, we will get to that. Is there going to be something like a nuclear strike against Democrats in uh, the election of this time? That more and more, uh, there are serious people, including some leading Democrat authorities, who are saying that, uh, uh, first of all, they're saying that the polls generally have always favored Democrats. And why? Because, uh, well, not only are some of the companies that are running the polls uh, companies that lean left, but uh, you also have this um, problem of respondents to polls. Uh, conservatives are much more likely to basically hang up, not want to talk to somebody uh, who is soliciting for a big media poll. However, uh, if you correct for some of the inherent bias in, in some of this polling, the... Um, the Washington Examiner reports with the midterm home stretch underway, Republicans appear to have momentum on their side in their quest to flip the Senate as three crucial states 
move in their direction in a key forecast. Real Clear Politics Senate projection recently moved three battleground Senate races that used to be rated as toss-ups to the GOP. What does that mean? It means that RCP, Real Clear Politics, is now projecting that in Arizona, Blake Masters will unseat the uh, incumbent senator, Mark Kelly, former astronaut. And in the state of Georgia, Herschel Walker, who's been getting so much great publicity recently. Uh, but I, I, again, I think that that publicity has actually probably helped him. Because it's such a pile-on, and you you end up feeling sorry for him a little bit. In any event, Georgia is now in the GOP column, according to Real Clear Politics. And uh, so is Nevada. Uh, Nevada has been rated uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, the incumbent senator from Nevada, has been rated, uh, along with uh, Senator Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, the most vulnerable Democrat. Now, Maggie Hassan caught a break because <laughs> uh, she uh, she is contesting the Senate seat with a real fruitcake. I mean, General Bolduc, which it sounds like, a, I don't know, anybody remember the old uh, Lil Abner comic comic strip? They had a general bull moose on on Little Abner, and in any event, they General Bullduck is somebody who uh, basically said uh, initially when he won the primary narrowly, he won the Republican primary that he was going to first off go in there and help overturn the election because he believed Trump had won in 2020. Then he said, "Ah, only kidding." Didn't mean that. Uh, I looked at the numbers, and Biden won. He won by seven and a half million votes. He did, and uh, so he changed. And that now he's changed back. In any event, uh, General Bullduck is not a strong candidate. And uh, as a matter of fact, Mitch McConnell's uh, political action committee uh, that that hands out had had committed five point six million dollars to the race in New Hampshire and they pulled out they are uh, they had reserved TV time time for TV ads for Bulldog but it probably didn't help that uh, at the same time they were receiving all this money from Mitch McConnell's committee uh, that Bulldog was saying he would never support Mitch McConnell for another term as majority leader in the Senate so okay with New Hampshire left aside, that doesn't mean a Republican loss, because the incumbent is a Democrat. But uh, what what this does mean is that now uh, Catherine Cortez Masto, the incumbent in Nevada, uh, she is running uh, well behind uh, Adam Laxalt, who is a former state attorney general, who's the Republican nominee. And uh, in any event, it, uh, Nevada... Arizona and Georgia, those three states are now uh, rated as likely GOP. Now, that that would mean uh, actually winning three seats because all three states are are occupied right now by Democrats. And 
uh, where are the Democrats supposed to or hoping to pick up uh, a seat? Well, Ohio is one where uh, that was the old seat that was held by Rob Portman. But the polling has pretty consistently shown a very narrow margin, and it is narrow, for J.D. Vance, the Republican. So I don't know. The uh, Nate Silver, who writes 538 and uh, actually is one of the best and most respected of the people who analyze these numbers and look at them and try to figure out what's happening. And he says, was a bit skeptical of the GOP poll surge before, but I think the evidence for it is now pretty convincing. And if anything, I'm more bearish on Democratic chances than our model is. Uh, that's what he put out on Twitter. Um, and uh, he, he goes on and he says, why I'm telling my friends the Senate is a toss-up. The Senate started out as a toss-up when we launched our forecast in June. But uh, he is now saying that the forecast is tilting toward Republicans and toward a Republican majority of at least one vote, which means one pickup. Uh, 538 gives Republicans a 45% chance of winning the Senate, which uh, diverges from real clear politics projection that the GOP will secure a 53 to 47 seat majority in the lower chamber. So how does that work? Why? How is it 538 is actually tilting toward Republicans, but they say they only have a 45% chance of winning the Senate? It's because they are one of those people who says there's a very real chance that it'll just be, again, a 50-50 Senate, but uh, less than 45% chance for Democrats to win. Uh, both forecasts project that Republicans are favored to win the House, given the 50-50 split in the Senate. The GOP only needs to win one seat to secure the upper chamber. Now, one of those crucial races that has been increasingly tight had a, um, a debate over the weekend. We'll play you some highlights and lowlights between Patty Murray and Tiffany Smiley in the great state of Washington. We'll be right back. We will work together and continue to work together. On the Michael Medved Show. And on the uh, Michael Medved show, talking about the upcoming elections, of course, where uh, there there simply is no credible source that is suggesting that at the moment uh, the momentum is moving toward President Biden. And uh, look, I know that that. President Biden has some things to feel good about. I know that he and particularly his wife, uh, Jill Biden, is not from Delaware. She's from Philly. She is a Philly girl. And uh, she was just uh, pictured with the president of the United States, her, her husband, wearing a Philly's jersey. And uh, come on, I don't care whether you're from Philly or not. I am originally and uh, my dad uh, was a big Phillies fan and would tell me stories uh, about how incredibly terrible the Phillies were in the 30s when he was growing up. 
And uh, I mean, they had they had pitchers like Boom Boom Beck, who was uh, known as Boom Boom because he was a relief pitcher. Every time he would serve up a ball, Boom Boom would go against the scoreboard at the old Connie Mack Stadium or Shibe Park, as it used to be. Anyway, congratulations to the Phillies. Uh, they are in the World Series against Houston. And uh, actually, I get uh, Jill Biden um, wearing a stylish Phillies jersey. Uh, the Phillies have only won two world championships in franchise history, and the franchise history goes back to the dawn of time. Anyway, with, with all of that uh, going on, uh, what they report, uh, and again, this is now from uh, the examiner, that uh, Republican Adam Laxalt is now pulling ahead of incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto in the battle-born state, also used to be the silver state, uh, by 1.2 percentage points in the real, clear politics aggregate of polls. The uh, uh, Walker has been uh, rocked, this is Herschel Walker, by a recent scandal following a bombshell Daily Beast report earlier in the month that he paid and encouraged a woman to have an abortion. You think people have heard enough about that? I think they've heard a great deal about that. An allegation that he denies. But the forecast appears to assume that the race will head to a runoff, uh, which gives him more time to make up ground. There, there's also the belief that uh, with a, um, a runoff, that uh, the enthusiasm of the winning side, in other words, that, uh, that the runoff would be three weeks after the November election, and the uh, that the Democrats would presumably be so depressed by having lost the House, which they're almost sure to do, having lost some other Senate seats, that the turnout would be stronger for Republicans and for Herschel Walker uh, if it uh, does come down to that, and it very well might. Uh, Republicans have uh, rebounded massively, writes the Examiner, in uh, generic congressional polling, now favored over Democrats by 3.1 points. This is up from where they were in June before the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization decision that uh, preceded a substantial GOP polling tumble in the metric. And that's what is so fascinating right now is that, uh, that basically any of the progress that the Democrats had made over the summer uh, is progress that uh, has not been sustained. It's dissipated. And the attempt to try to use the abortion issue is simply not working for them. Uh, and, and, and again, the whole idea that democracy is on the ballot, uh, here in the state of Washington, where According to some polls, uh, it's very close. Uh, according to other polls, it's closer, but still with seven points, eight points advantage for Patty Murray, the incumbent, running for her sixth term. She said last night, or she said in the debate that occurred over the weekend with her opponent, her challenger, Tiffany Smiley, 
that it wasn't Tiffany Smiley on the ballot. It was democracy. Uh, listen, this is 6.1. This is one of the most consequential elections of our lifetime. Women's rights are on the ballot. If you send me back a pro-choice Senate, I will work to pass my legislation to codify Roe into law. Our democracy is on the ballot. I will fight to protect every American's right to vote. And our economy is on the ballot. I will keep fighting to lower costs and make sure your family has a fair shake. Okay, and that's why costs have been lowered so successfully, <laughs> have they, during uh, the uh, 30 years that she's been there. Uh, Tiffany Smiley hit back on the inflation issue. Uh, listen, this is clip five. Senator Murray stood with Joe Biden with the Inflation Reduction Act um, and, and said, this is going to help us. Don't be deceived by the name because this isn't coming from me, this is coming from the CBO. It does nothing to combat inflation. In fact, it raises taxes on all of us. 87,000 IRS agents coming after our small business owners and hardworking Washington families. Do you know those making $25,000 or less are five times more likely to be audited by the IRS? That's who I'm standing up and fighting for. Uh, and uh, then she also spoke on the issue of crime. And I think effectively scoring points. This is uh, Tiffany Smiley, clip seven. My opponent, Senator Murray, you know, June of 2020, she went on the Senate floor and she called for funds to be diverted from our police force. And then she disappeared and she went into hiding. And what I've heard all over Washington State is, in fact, we didn't hear from her until she came out attacking you directly, Tiffany, in June. Um, our, our cities are being destroyed by crime. Our police are not being supported. In addition to the crime, we have fentanyl. Um, all over our streets, I went to a homeless encampment to help clean it up and understand what their barriers to help were. We're, we, we're allowing a humanitarian crisis to unfold right before our eyes. We're allowing people to poison themselves to death, and we do nothing. Just go along with D.C. and do nothing. Okay, and uh, can we do better? Uh, at, at, can, even on the issue of abortion... Uh, which uh, Smiley answered uh, in terms of uh, Patty Murray's uh, promises to, uh, quote, codify Roe. What's the response to that? 6.2. I respect the will of the voters here in Washington State. So what I will do is ensure that women have access to health care, that they have access and affordable access to contraception, and child care. Unlike Senator Murray who's been there for the last 30 years, I'll go get that done for women. And when women are in a time of crisis, I want to ensure that they have every resource that they need, should they choose to keep their child, that they have every resource that is not a ticket to poverty or a lack of education. You know, there's one extreme on this issue, and it's Senator Murray, because if she had it her way, she would change the will of the voters of Washington State. Her record represents it. It would be taxpayer-funded, abortion on demand, all the way up to the point of birth. Um, and the question we should all ask Senator Murray is, do you believe in any legal limitations to abortion? Okay, uh, and uh, the, the answer, uh, again, on her belief on legal limitations on abortion, this is, it seems to me, a, a very effective Republican response on this issue. 
there's more uh, from uh, aging warriors of the left, Patty Murray and Nancy Pelosi, uh, coming up uh, on the Medved Show in a moment as we approach a crucial decision that is exciting the electorate. We'll be right back on the Medved Show. Michael Medved show among the other items of breaking news today that is extremely alarming is a, a new report released today about how America's uh, children are doing in school and the impact of the pandemic and the shutdowns and just generally the influence of teachers unions uh, which have helped the schools to be run uh, for the people who work there rather than people who go to school there. And uh, it's a, it's it's an incredibly negative situation in terms of some of the biggest setbacks, particularly when it comes to uh, teaching math that we've ever seen. And there is a, uh, a prominent Republican who actually has responded already with what it is that we could do about this and we will get to that uh later on but patty murray who is running for her sixth term which means she's been there 30 years in the u.s senate uh was asked by dana bash of cnn whether it was in fact a mistake to keep our schools closed for so long and by the way, I think that uh, there is a, a, a general consensus that uh, some of the lockdowns and the extended lockdowns were unnecessary and were counterproductive. And uh, it, it wouldn't have hurt Patty Murray, I don't think, to have acknowledged that. Uh, but this is the way she answered the question on CNN. Uh, listen, clip four. Was it a mistake to keep children home for school so long during the pandemic? Dana, this was a decision of local school officials and our scientific experts trying to get their hands around a pandemic that was killing millions of Americans to protect their children, to protect their staff, to protect their communities. I am proud that when Democrats got control a year and a half ago, uh, Democrats voted for the American Rescue Plan. No challenge. second thoughts, and I know tw hindsight is always 2020. but given the numbers that you're seeing and the decline that we just talked about, you still feel comfortable with the way that school districts, even you know, in your home state, handled the pandemic? I think we were under unprecedented times at that point where people really were struggling to figure out what was the best thing to do to make sure that their kids their families their children were safe okay uh again there's um <laughs> patty murray we are under unprecedented times so you can't even acknowledge that you might rethink this a little bit uh, here's the New York Times uh, front page. Uh, U.S. students in most states and across almost all demographic groups have experienced 
troubling setbacks in both math and reading, according to an authoritative national exam released today, offering the most definitive indictment yet of the pandemic's impact on millions of school children. In math, the results were devastating, representing the steepest declines ever recorded on the exam the National Assessment of Educational Progress, known as the nation's report card, which tests a broad sampling of fourth and eighth graders and dates to the early 1990s. In the test's uh, first results since the pandemic began, math scores for eighth graders fell in nearly every state. A meager 26% of eighth graders were proficient, down from 34% in 2019. And part of what's interesting about this is the states that uh, did best and worst. The uh, fourth grade uh, proficiency in math by state, the number one state in the country, it's kind of surprising, Wyoming. Number two, Massachusetts. Number three, Nebraska. What's interesting about that is Florida where, of course, Governor DeSantis uh, went to bat for keeping the uh, lockdowns as brief as possible. Florida was in the top ten. Utah was in the top ten in both, uh, uh, both the uh, proficiency in reading and proficiency in math, both in fourth grade and in eighth grade. So the, the idea that um, we, we couldn't do any better than we did uh, without this devastating impact on on so many states and uh, some of the worst states in the union uh, by the way in in both uh, math and reading Delaware yeah that well, here's looking at you mr. president uh, no Delaware which is run entirely by Democrats is uh, right on the very bottom. And so uh, so is D.C. Uh, Delaware is of the 51 states, which is including D.C. Uh, Delaware is rated number 49. 48, pardon me. I want to give them all the credit they can for how they perform. But uh, this is this is all a... A grave concern because if you're not a parent maybe you're an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent the idea that our children are going to be impacted by a lifetime because they don't learn math because they don't learn uh, English they don't learn reading this um, represents according to the New York Times the most definitive indictment yet of the pandemic's impact on millions of school children in the uh, test's first results since the pandemic began, math scores for 8th graders fell in nearly every state. A meager 26% of 8th graders were proficient. Again, that's down from 34% in 2019. Reading scores also declined in more than half the states, continuing a downward trend that had begun even before the pandemic. No state showed sizable improvement in reading. And only about one in three students met proficiency standards, a designation that means students have demonstrated competency and are on the track to future success. 
the uh, Miguel Cardona, who is the Secretary of Education, he's part of the Biden administration. He's uh, from Connecticut. He said, I want to be very clear. The results in today's nation's report card are appalling. They are unacceptable. This is a Democrat. This is our Secretary of Education who's saying this. This is a, a moment of truth, he says, for education. How we respond to this will determine not only our recovery, but our nation's standing in the world. Uh, students uh, today, uh, they, they point out in the New York Times, are still performing somewhat better than they did 30 years ago in math. For the last decade, math scores had held steady with small fluctuations here and there. But this year, the stability was shattered. In eighth grade math, the average score fell in all but one state. 17 states in the District of Columbia experienced double-digit drops, including higher-performing states like Massachusetts and New Jersey and lower-performing states like Oklahoma and New Mexico. Utah was the only state where the eighth grade math declines were not deemed statistically significant. Uh, there is a piece which is very important to read about what parents can do and what governments can do, and it's by somebody who has a lot of experience as an education reformer. His name is Jeb Bush. I would love to have Governor Bush on the air because he helped introduce school choice into Florida. And one of the reasons that Florida, as I mentioned before, did better on uh, this measure, uh, suffered less than students in other states, is partially because of reforms that Governor Bush instituted and that uh, Governor DeSantis has continued. While much of the U.S. has returned to normal after the pandemic, writes Jed Bush, the long-term academic harm to students endures. The school year is the first time many public school students return to in-person learning without mask requirements or learning disruptions. That's nearly two and a half years since the beginning of the pandemic. For younger children, that's 25% or more of their lives so far. Since uh, March 2020, we've seen the largest learning loss in modern history. So what do we do about it? We will get to that. We will also get to some of the trends in this upcoming election that you may not have recognized with a Josh Krauschauer of Axios and the uh, worst places to survive a nuclear war in the United States. You wondering about where you live? All coming up in this greatest nation on God's green earth.